0: Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Friday, April 6th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Good show today. Yesterday, the Indiana Pacers became yet another team to beat the Warriors twice in a season. Didn't happen that much last season or the season before, but the Pacers have the Warriors number this year, beat them by 20. We'll talk about that in the first segment with Miles Johnson, my roommate and good friend who's also a huge hoops head and then we'll move on to the new orleans pelicans and phoenix suns over the weekend saturday and sunday respectively the pelicans are reeling right now they're only 10 games above 500 holding on to that last spot in the playoffs and the phoenix suns of course are gunning for that number one overall pick I appreciate you listening to Locked On Warriors. You can get this podcast wherever podcasts are available. That's iOS, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and at lockedonwarriors.com and lockedonsports.com. Make sure you bookmark those pages. You can also find us on Facebook at Locked On Doves and Locked On NBA Net, as well as on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. I also tweet from Kogitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, that's my personal Twitter account, and you can get in touch with me via email at alikocarter11 at gmail.com. In my spare time, I write for Forbes.com at the intersection of sports, business, and community impacts. Make sure you check out Aliko Carter on the Forbes Sports Money blog. I'll keep you posted on all my latest stories. Now we want to bring Miles into the studio and see how everything is going on his end. How you doing Miles? I'm good. Once
1: again glad it's Friday because these
0: weeks are hard. They are hard. They (laughs) are hard though it is raining cats and dogs out there today, this Friday and, uh, you know, we're just going to have to deal with it because they say, what, April showers bring Mayflowers. I think that was more of, like, an East Coast thing, honestly, and you grew up on the East Coast, so you know a little bit more about that April showers, Mayflowers phenomenon.
1: See, to be honest, so I'm from D.C., our our rain, for the most part, got really bad in August, where every August it would just rain every day. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have... Th- I mean, I've, I've, I'm, have i of course, familiar with the April showers bringing Mayflowers, allegedly, but it's... Kind of the same. Allegedly. Marches in like a lion, out like a lamb. Like, people just say that. I'm not even sure it's necessarily true. Yeah. But, right. you know. But, yeah, it's raining a lot outside. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, Wintertime and springtime,
0: big times for rain here in Northern California. And, yeah, I guess we appreciate it with the, you know, six, seven year drought conditions we've been dealing with. A little bit of rain uh, is not such a bad thing as long as it ends before the end of the weekend. That's all I'm really, you know, I just want a little bit of sunshine to end out this weekend so I can start Monday strong but anyway just wanted to check in with Miles here and we're going to talk about the Pacers game because the Warriors just got shellacked in that second half by the Pacers it was a little hard to watch at, 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 at some junctions and I felt you know I'll start with Kevin Durant you know he was chucking he was he was a chucker he, they made him into a volume shooter in this game God, eight. I wish
1: Kevin Durant was a volume shooter on my team.
0: <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> That's true. He was a minus 17 in this game, pacing the team, Woo! though. Yeah, not very good. Not very good. 2 of 10 from 3, 8 of 23 from the field. He only went, only went to the line nine times, making nine, uh, five rebounds, seven assists, three steals, and four turnovers. Lots of live ball turnovers, uh, lots of passing to the other team. 16 turnovers for the Warriors, and they... Allowed 18 points off turnovers, but more than that, 25 fast break points and some absolutely shitty fast break and transition defense from the Warriors. I don't think there's anything that the Warriors did better than the Pacers in this game, but 29 points, live ball turnovers, uh, excuse me, 29 fast break points. Uh, The Warriors did not look like they wanted to win this game at all.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. This is this is what this is game 79 um, for the Warriors. They're now that they lost. They're at 57 and 22. 7 games behind Houston for the number 1 seed. But they're 9 games ahead of Portland, right? So no matter what happens, like this is where they're going Second to be. Second seed all the way. Right, this is where they're going to be. Whereas Indiana is a game and a half back of Philadelphia currently who had and they play Cleveland tonight. Mm. Um and are only four games, again, ahead of Miami. So nothing, you know, is necessarily really going to change, either out east, unless maybe Philadelphia loses tonight. And, and if Philadelphia loses out and Indiana wins out, then Indiana
0: those two will teams have are
1: playing each other still, but then you have home Indiana will have home court, have home court. Yeah. That's a big deal. It That's is. a really big deal, especially for a team that is potentially going to have to face an angry, broken-faced Joel Embiid. Yes. Right? Like, if, if, if you're thinking that, like, mass Joel Embiid is not going to come into the playoffs, like, Galactus, and literally try to consume everything, like, mm-hmm. you have not been watching the season, right? So you want home court really badly if you're Indiana. Golden State has already locked it up through the Western Conference Finals, and even if they hadn't, I, I really do think, and, and this is why, you know, some other people I've talked to have, have questioned... The timing for bringing back guys like Durant and Clay and Steph, mm-hmm. all you really want now, if you're Kerr, I would imagine, are reps for the playoffs, yeah. right? Like uh, exactly. all you're really trying to do, like no, and, and you you had him call out <clears throat> the performance against the Pacers as, as as I think he used the word pathetic. Yeah, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. But I'm pretty sure Kerr that used the word pathetic. That's one of his favorite words when the Warriors aren't uh, aren't playing extremely well. But I think more than anything else, like what are you doing? Like you're you're trying to see, like, what your limitations are without Steph those first right. couple of rounds. Right. You're trying to see, like, what your rotations are, especially, like, now that you know... I, I think now that everyone knows that Quinn Cook is... Is you know, going to despise, be a part of the playoff Cassie roster. probably isn't. Yeah. Like, now you're... Now you're just trying to tinker with lineups and try to see like what works the last couple games. Right, the and some good start. minutes
0: for Damian Jones. Again, some nice moves. Uh, you know, a few defensive lapses and a few offensive just like, oh, the ball's there and I'm here and I should have been there. Moments, but great minutes from Damian Jones overall. Uh, I thought Clay, Ten- Clay Thompson played some really good minutes, uh, not necessarily defensively, but four of nine from three and seven rebounds, pacing the team was really important. The Warriors were nearly dangerously out-rebounded, 39 rebounds to 47 for the, uh, for the Pacers. And like I said, I just don't really see anything that the Warriors did that was better than the Pacers. And like you said, the reality is that the Warriors aren't playing for anything, but
1: pride, you know, and maybe, like, why not? And play, even then, like... Why not play for 60 wins, though? Like, why not, like, just go for it? Let me ask you very genuinely, and I do not mean this to say at all. The difference between 59 wins and 60 wins is what? It's nothing. It's nothing, right? It's, it doesn't mean it's anything. It's nothing, but it's it's symbolic. Four straight like seasons of 60 wins. Even the, the, what was it? I think it was, this, this would have been the 19th season the Spurs won at least 50 games, but they didn't, right? And nobody's going to sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, like... <laughs> the Spurs are over. Right, like, <laughs> that's that's just not... And kind of similar to the way that people <clears throat> who criticize giving Ross the MVP over Harden will say, what's the difference between, like, 0.4... Rebound like wasn't between 9.6 rebounds and 10 rebounds to me like you have a better argument there because that's the difference it's 0.4 rebounds right one is you got a triple double and one is you did not get a triple double now look whether you think functionally like whether that lends to like team success I'm not saying that they're correlative yeah at yeah. all necessarily right but if one dude is the first person since Oscar Robertson on average triple double and the other person isn't that's the difference. Yeah. This is the difference between the Warriors winning potentially 57 games right now and, and winning what? Now you can only win 59? or no, 60. No, 60, right? And 60. between 50, 57 and 60 games, right? If you win 60 games and then y'all get knocked out in the first round by Minnesota, like nobody's going to look back on this season and be like, well, you know, at least we won 60 games. Right? <laughs> like, that's not what it is.
0: That's true. That's true. But let's not talk about getting knocked out in the first round. Those are things that I don't I don't want to think about here. Right now y'all are slated about.
1: to play New Orleans, which I think, Honestly, I think the it's biggest part the big yeah, the biggest part of the Warriors season until the playoffs start is making sure and you can't do anything about it, but making sure that New Orleans holds on to the seventh seed. Yeah. Because and we're if Minnesota gonna... gets that seventh seed, I'm not saying that y'all should panic, right? But in terms of the matchup, yeah it is a much worse matchup to have to play the Wolves than it is to have to play the Pelicans. Yeah, we
0: can, we can definitely talk about that. In my previous uh, segments, I thought that the Thunder would be a tough matchup, a little bit tougher than the, uh, than the Minnesota Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves, I don't think the Timberwolves could beat the Warriors four out of seven times. I, I just, like, they have a better chance of doing it than New Orleans does, but I think Oklahoma City has the best chance. Uh, and, and why do you
1: think they have the best chance?
0: Because they're gamblers, and uh, all they need, all they need is 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 for for four games to really go their way. As far as like gambling with the Warriors, with the way that the Warriors play, are they gonna run with the Warriors? Are they gonna gamble in the passing lanes? Are the Warriors gonna turn the ball over? Like it's. Uh, and then of course rebounding, which is which is absolutely huge, especially offensive rebounding. I think the the, the Warriors definitely have an Achilles heel as far as uh, rebounding uh, the ball, and uh, it's more important for them to rebound the ball even than to not turn the ball over. It's just if they're not rebounding the ball, then uh, a team like the Thunder are just gonna pick them apart with offensive rebounds and open threes. So that is definitely something i would like to avoid but we'll get to the new orleans pelicans in the second segment we're also going to talk about the phoenix suns in the second segment before going around the nba in the third you're listening to locked on warriors part of the locked on podcast network is there anything more craveable than the smell of mcdonald's fries if someone's hiding an order of fries they're never hiding it well it takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the mcdonald's way so, stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Available in three colors, its thin light design, built in HD camera, and touchscreen turns any space into your workspace. More at surface dot com slash laptop go.
0: And we're back and we're talking New Orleans Pelicans who are not doing extremely well right now. They're ten games over five hundred.
1: Let me see if I can pull up these standings really quickly. Forty four and thirty four. Seventh in the West. A game or no sorry, half a game up on Minnesota and half a game back on Oklahoma. Okay. As they are also on San Antonio. The West is like, between the third seed, which is Portland, mm-hmm. who's already locked up a spot, yep. and they're the last West team who have locked up a spot. That Which tells you a lot, right? It does. It does. Between Portland at third and all the way to Denver, Denver. at ninth, yeah. the separation is four games. Yeah.
0: It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And Minnesota could easily fall out of the playoffs and miss the oh, yeah, playoffs yeah. for 14 straight for the fourteenth straight year, the longest active streak in the NBA right now, and that would be really sad for me. I, I mean, like Denver is a fun, exciting team, but I really want Minnesota to make the playoffs. I like the playoffs as they're constituted right now with the eight teams that are in, and Denver and the Clippers being out. Uh, and I just hope that it works out that way. Uh, no offense
1: to no offense to Denver fans. Cause though. Denver's good. Like, Denver is good. Denver. I don't usually watch the Western Conference because I'm so busy watching the Wizards flounder in the East. But the games that I've watched, the Nuggets, I, I still think Jokic needs to get significantly better defensively. And I think there are other issues that they might need to address personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. Yo, but Denver's fun. Those yeah, they are fun. Those guys, Murray and Gary, Gary Harris, Harris, those yeah. dudes are killers. Yeah, and those then, of course, Paul Millsap really kind of earning his money. So And, and, he, and Millsap has been like that. Certainly he was like that in Atlanta. He's he's really been a reliable like fifteen and ten guy yeah. since Utah, right? Yeah. Since Utah. And they don't get a lot of shine, Denver. It's a small market team. They don't play like a ton of, of nationally televised games. I would love to see Denver in the playoffs, because I think a lot of people would would key in on that that team. That team can ball can Over ball over it. over. Which team would you rather see? I mean, he, honestly, I thought San Antonio yeah, should have been tanking. I, over that, them
0: that, that 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 is that's a, that's a big
1: one. Like no Kawhi Leonard, I'd rather see Denver over San Antonio. I, let me let me be clear though, because I've said on this show before, like playoff Spurs are a different thing entirely. If I'm RC Buford personally, I I am much more interested on. One making sure that Kawhi Leonard has whatever it is that he wants, right, that to make him as happy as possible, mm-hmm. and then also if he's not going to come back this year, and honestly, I don't know, like that and the Fultz story have been two of the weirder kind of narratives this season as far as injuries have, have been concerned because Fultz came back, right? Yeah, Fultz has been back, but I'm saying the the way that we waited the first like sixty games of the year for yeah. to know even what was wrong with him that kind of shrouded and mystery-type feel we also got with the Spurs, but somebody knew, like, what was going on. And to me, like, if you knew that he wasn't going to come back, it doesn't make any sense for them to really push for... I mean, now they're going to most likely get the fifth seed, so they're not going to have home court anyway. They're going up against a Utah team that... I mean, I don't know. Like the Rudy Gobert has a very legitimate Defensive Player of the Year yeah. uh, candidacy. Yeah. I think you could argue for Donovan Mitchell has a very. He's not gonna win it because Ben Simmons exists, but he yeah. has a very legitimate Rookie of the Year candidacy. Utah's really good, right? Yeah, like th- th- all these teams out west, like really Joe from in- like very one, nearly leading the league in three
0: point percentage. You've got uh, Ricky Rubio, like finding a new gear, honestly, and shooting the ball pretty well. Ah, uh, there's a lot of good players on that team,
1: and and if you haven't gotten a chance to watch Donovan Mitchell like this year, like please don't make that mistake next year. I mean, the he he can he's ball, out, he can out baller. he can hoop, yeah. and and the if you're looking like two guys that when the game is on the line, like take the possessions into their hands, like have the offense really run through them, like that's that guy, and he's a rookie, right? Yeah. So the fact that they've even gotten home court. The fact that they, you know, went on that, what, ridiculous, like, 14-game win streak all led by this rookie who can fill it up both from outside. Nobody can stay in front of him. No. He's got a nice jump shot, like, and this is his first year, right? And he's got court vision. So I don't get San Antonio fighting so hard to run into that type of situation when you could just do what they've been doing for the last, like, 10 years, which is, like, really selectively, like, rest people. I'm not going to sit here and say they throw games, but, like, you know, if you rest half of your starters... That there is some intentionality behind that. Yeah. Increase that draft stock that you have. Mm -hmm. And even if Kawhi is not coming back, now you have this really valuable piece in the upcoming draft, a draft that we know is already going to be pretty loaded, right? Like, even if you're just talking about Aiden from Arizona and this Luka Doncic kid that everybody is so excited about early. Like, even if you're just talking about those guys, this is one of the more loaded drafts we've seen in a long time. And now you have Kawhi, if he's not coming back, and this like, you know, appetizing kind of draft pick, why, what is, what's the end game here? Yeah, I don't know. well. The end game is getting, 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 uh, you know, swept out in the second round of the playoffs. I guess, but you know, it's. Which you know, if you want to talk about the Wizards, it's the same thing, but way worse because we don't even have Kawhi Leonard to fall back on. Right. We don't even have the potentiality of a transcendent superstar to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And now we're sitting at seventh in the East, not even you know in those kind of four or five spot that we had kind of been straddling a lot yeah. of the yeah. you know second half of the season. Wizards have fought all this to be seventh and have spent all of this money on a team that. Like really easily could get swept in the first round, right? Like, well, they if they draw Boston, that is the best situation because well, yes, of the Kyrie Irving injury.
0: Yes, and and we
1: were all very sad a little bit to hear about Kyrie having to get those screws removed for I, four listen, to five months. Somebody asked me if I was glad about the injury. I'm never glad that somebody is injured. I would very much rather John Wall just beat up on him, for, yeah. like, four games out of the yeah, series, right? Exactly. Like, I'm never glad... And this is me, somebody who... I'm not even the biggest Kyrie fan. I'm not glad anybody is hurt, like, as right. a person, right? Right. Um, but, oh, man, the Wizards, like... When when Wall goes out, all you gotta do, not even every game, every other game, like, give Beal a night off. Yeah. Every, like, third or fourth game, give, Be- give Beal the night <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like, it's no point in... And fighting and kicking and scrounging. And, you know, if either Cleveland, like, finds a way to, I don't know if that's even, if they can even do that. I don't think they can do it to move up to second. But there was a situation, too, at which, and this is what it is. If Miami loses enough games and we, like, win out, then you got to play LeBron in the first round again. Right. All of you who were alive between the years, like, 2004 and 2009 know that it is a terrible idea. It is the worst idea. To have the Wizards play the Cavaliers with LeBron James on the team in the first round. He's not not losing. He's not losing. It's not happening. There is no situation. You could time travel and bring me Wilt and Jerry West and Jordan and Magic, and they're still not beating LeBron in the first round. It's just not happening, right? So you fight and you kick and you do all this to get seventh in the East? Like, why? Yeah.
0: Well, so, uh, hey, like if they can, if they can hang on to that seventh
1: spot and play Boston in the first round, great. Then you chance. gotta play the winner of Cleveland, Miami in the second round, right? The ceiling for this team is the second round, and yeah. we'll, and we've known this for a really long time. So to me, like when the wall goes down, instead of being like, hey, let's hold on to this, I mean, cause 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 look, this is not even like the Hornets, right? If the Hornets made the second round and lost to the Cavs, and like six games, five or six games. I think a lot of Hornets fans would be like, this is a great season, right? This is yeah. a team that has yeah. perpetually been around, like, ninth, tenth, right? Some So it's, are... it's forward progress, but yeah. we're not seeing forward progress from the Washington Wizards. The Wizards have made the second round, like, every time they've been in the playoffs for the last, like, two or three years, it's right? True. Like, who cares? And yeah. who...
0: it, it, same with the Toronto Raptors, but what we're seeing with the, the Raptors mm-hmm. is a resurgence and, like, a potential... Uh, ability to overcome their playoff woes at home
1: well and the raptors are are rockets east right because yeah. they run the table from november until april and they forget to how to play basketball after yeah. april right uh,
0: we'll see the rockets east and the rockets west is, have a chance to to prove themselves in the playoffs but let's talk yeah, about these we'll new orleans pelicans who uh are coming off of a win after losing four straight and they are seventh in the West. They're currently matched up with the Warriors, and the Warriors will play them on Saturday in the third-to-last game. Um, well, is first-to-last, like, that's supposed to be this. I think that's just last. That's just last. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so the third-to-last yeah. game. And Anthony Davis coming in with, uh, you know, incredible numbers, obviously, averaging 28 points a game on 19 shots with double-digit rebounds. And, all, you know, I'm always surprised because, you know, I guess it's more of a Boogie stat than it is a, a uh, an Anthony Davis stat, but only 2.3 assists per game. I, I would have thought that he would be averaging more assists per game. But I definitely want to take a look at the filter and see since Boogie went down in February how many assists per game he's averaging. But also,
1: four stocks, steals plus blocks, pretty incredible. I want it, and I'm sure it's already being... I calculated by teams, and I'm sure a lot of sports writers even have it, I w- wish there was a way to really easily track, or that we would at least get into the habit of tracking what are sometimes referred to as hockey assists, mm-hmm. uh, which is the pass before the pass that's logged as an assist. Right. Um, I'm not sure how that would change Davis's numbers specifically. Cause... I think hockey
0: assists are searchable as a stat on NBA Advanced Stats. I think.
1: Are they? I, I think I've done Fair. it before. But I can't remember how get there. I believe how, how it could there. be something that I just am not super familiar with. All, all I say is to say sometimes we look at, like, low numbers and don't get the entire picture. right? True. And it wouldn't surprise me if, especially, like you said, after the boogie injury, whether you don't have as much um, opportunity to c- really create yeah. assists because defenses are keying in on Davis more than they perhaps would have been able to with him and Cousins on the floor at the same time. Right, table. right,
0: and I'm looking at these numbers. Uh, since the All-Star break, Drew Holiday averaging 7 assists, Rajon Rondo averaging 9.7, and the team as a whole is averaging 26.6, so there's plenty of passing happening even though Anthony Davis isn't the main. You know, obviously, Davis is going to be the uh, the beneficiary of a ton of assists from these guys, but Drew Holiday also averaging 20 points a game, 30 points for Anthony Davis since the All-Star break. On more Moore having some good games, as well as Nikola Miritich, a good mid-season pickup for the Pelicans. And also Ian Clark, former Warrior. We love Ian Clark. We love that he's thriving out there. You're listening to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to continue our conversation after this break. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey.
0: Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta.
1: (laughs) I'm making you old fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old fashioned.
0: It has that perfect boldness.
1: Wild Turkey, Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020 Campari America, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly.
0: And we're back, and also a mecca, Okafor. 20 games since the All-Star break, and. Making stuff happen. I, I just I just love that pickup. It just makes me really really happy. Honestly, DeAndre Liggins has been playing some good minutes for the uh,
1: for the Pelicans as well. But um, and I don't know what his stats post All Star breakup look like. But Darius Miller has also been a guy that's been really good for this team off the bench. Second, I believe after Etuan Moore in three point percentage uh, on the team, just over. I want to say like forty one percent, forty percent, uh,
0: thirty seven since the All Star break apparently, and Etowah okay. Moore shooting forty one point three since the All Star break. Drew Holiday shooting well since the All Star break at thirty eight percent as so well. So both of those guys post All Star break averages are a little lower than than their their, their total full season, season. right? Exactly. But still killing it. I mean, three on, on three point six attempts attempts for Drew Holiday and four point two attempts for uh, for Miller. Nikola Miritich not shooting very well at all, but taking the shots and keeping the defenses honest is going to be extremely important anyway. But this team is a good rebounding team. It's a good assisting team. And uh, they're fighting for their playoff lives. So yet another team that is fighting for its playoff lives and the Warriors, like, can play spoiler if they want to or they can, you know, play like assholes if they want to.
1: Um, I mean, really... And this is what's hard for y'all, is it it really does come down to things that are largely outside of your control, right? I mean, this is a, if you're, again, if you're the Warriors, I would want this team instead of Minnesota. They're number one in pace, right? Which would be fine, except that they're 29th in defense. Um, So, if you're going to play really fast, and you're going to play the Warriors really fast, and you're also not going to defend, you're not going to win. Right, right. Just offer it. I don't even have to look at the tape. Like you're not gonna win, right? So this is the team that the Warriors want. You could beat them tonight, but you run the risk again of having that Minnesota flip happen. Yeah. You could lose, right? But you also, again, you're you're you're, depending on things that you are largely out of your control. So you gotta just go out and continue to do what I think they do. Right, and play. Yeah. And you again, I'm not even certain that they're playing to win at this point as much as they're just like. These are the two, maybe three teams that we think that mm-hmm. might. Maybe they're gonna have to start, you know, scouting for Denver. Mm-hmm. That they think they might play in the first round. Let's just try and try some stuff. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I- I- exactly. And uh, you, like you said, they're 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 not in control of the situation. But like you also said, reps are the most important thing. And I just want to see this team play well, consistency, consistently for the next three games. They played like assholes against the Pacers. <laughs> Um, but played very well against the uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Tuesday, a game that I didn't really get a chance to talk about because of some technical and sound difficulties this week, but played extremely good defense against the Oklahoma City Thunder and didn't turn the ball over. And I think that was just, like, the key... Um, to beating that particular team is is just, like, defending at a high rate and making sure that you don't give them easy shots at the basket. But um, against the Pacers, just all of that went out the window. And so what I want to see from the last three games, win or lose, is good defense, low turnovers, rebounding as a team, and just seeing what our center by committee can really bring us.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know what y'all's bench is looking like either, but seeing, like, Someone other than Quinn Cook, like step up and be like, okay, this is yeah. maybe somebody who could. Keep hopefully, the afloat. Warriors
0: will be getting Andre back. Uh, quick mention: Patrick McCaw. Very sad to hear he'll be out. I believe for the rest of the playoffs. I would imagine. So yeah. yeah, so that's that's too bad uh, for Pat, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to rehab and come back next next season stronger. But uh, hopefully, Andre Iguodala comes back. He's definitely a a bellwether as far as stability.
1: Oh, he's he is if not the glue guy, certainly one of y'all's most important glue guys, right? I mean, and the fact that he has struggled this year, I think maybe is not totally outside of the realm of like why y'all have not been as good as y'all were last year. Yeah, you know, like he's so, not Durant, he's not Curry, but Iggy's a really important part of the right the whole system.
0: So there is it's it's a really interesting. There's things that are going around right now like Steve Kerr, like because the Warriors are have regressed this year, it's Steve Kerr's fault, and I'm just like. I don't think so. One injuries are, are real. Two, this is a veteran team, and you can't blame the coach for regression when you're not playing. Like you're you're playing guys who have been in the league for ten years, eleven years, twelve years, thirteen years, um, and you know the regression. I think for me is is it's fatigue. It's going to the playoff, going to the finals four years in a row, uh, and it's injuries and it's mental fatigue. Uh, and that's one, one, the one place where I think a coach can really help with that. But Steve Kerr's been doing everything he can to do that. I mean, like he's backing off to allow the Warriors the mental space to be able to tackle this monumental uh you know endeavor that they're trying to do so it's just like oh Steph Curry do you want to celebrate for your 30th birthday yeah let's do it let's give these players some time off a couple of years ago they were like let's let's let them go to Augusta to the uh to the Masters like you have to when you're playing basketball 8 months a year uh and going to the finals you have to have those pressure valves that allow for the players to just be human and i think that kerr has done a really good job this year of taking the pressure off the team but there's just a lot of extenuating circumstances that you know have led the warriors to only 57 wins this year after
1: yeah only 57 something i really very genuinely want to happen within like basketball media is as as dynasties begin to shift something that should be made to happen is Like, the people who have been covering the Warriors the last four years should be, like, made to go cover the Knicks now. Or, like, should be made (laughs) to go cover, like, the Pistons now. And people who have, like, have actually been watching, like, teams not be good should be allowed to now cover, like, the Rockets or the Warriors or, like, the Celtics or whatever. <laughs> if only that was the way it Reg- actually worked. Regression. Regression from a team that still has a chance to win 60 games. Regression. Blaming the guy who's delivered, what, two titles and, yeah. and about to be At four. a
0: 73-win season. Well, Regression?
1: Get out of here. I mean, if this team only wins 57 games and makes the finals again, it will literally be a better season than anything the Wizards have produced since, like, what, 1975? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would kill to have ten fewer wins than you all. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean it's just like
0: Wait, where where are the wizards right now? 40? 42 and thirty seven. Oh gosh. Yeah. So we're not even uh, gonna get yeah. there. And yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. Ten fewer wins is literally outside the realm of possibility for the wizards. Yeah. And that's with Durant and Curry kind of switching off, being really injured all yes, the year. Yes, um, and and then of course Clay Thompson. And then Clay broke brain. his thumb, and even throughout all that, they still might win sixty games. And yeah. you're saying people have been complaining about Steve Kerr? Yeah, all right. Yeah. listen, y'all should really have to like go watch, like go watch, go watch like the Nets play. Go watch, the, oh. go watch the man. <laughs> yeah, I love Kenny. and and let me actually say, let me. I'm not even. I'm gonna take that back because the Nets and um what's dude um, Kenny Atkinson. I love Kenny Atkinson. The coach Spencer what? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, I always want to call him. um. Pondexter, because it sounds something <laughs> yeah. like that, yes, but it's yes. diff- It's not the yes. Same idea. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to take that back for the next. Go, go and watch like the Hawks. Go and watch like the Magic. Who even the Magic, I think I read, um,
0: or the Suns who were playing on Sunday. We Suns. should talk about for a few seconds. So I can
1: actually see what bad basketball was like. This yes.
0: is not it. So the Warriors played the Suns last weekend, waxed that booty, and uh, have a chance to do it again on Sunday. And that's where we're going to have to end this show.
1: Uh, Enjoy Some might have had the best season out of any other teams that like aren't the Rockets this year. Uh, because they're going to get the number 1 overall. Cuz they're going to get Deandre, they're going to have Deandre Aiden and and Devin Booker on the same team and it didn't really cost... I mean like yeah, they were bad. They were twenty and fifty nine, but nobody was like, "Oh, this is like a perennially like embarrassing team." Nobody's like, "This is a no. Well, yeah, that's not how they. That's not team. how they do in the Valley of the Sun. Like they just, they just appreciate their Suns team. You they know? and got great minutes out of uh, Josh Jackson. I think, oh, Josh Jackson developed crazy. this year. I Tyus think, Jones. I think you could. You know what? I might. You know, I'll keep it close to the vest so as to not spoil potential writing opportunities or whatever. But I think maybe you could make a case that Phoenix had one of the better seasons for a team that's about to finish. Twenty and (laughs) sixty-two. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely, and hopefully the Warriors will be able to get that game and help Phoenix reach their promised land while also inching closer to that sixty-win plateau, which I still care about, Miles. It's 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 a. Oh, I
1: care about it too. Some of us just (laughs) we care about it. It doesn't really matter that much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's a symbolic (laughs) thing. But anyway, that's about as much time as we have for today. Appreciate you, Miles, for joining me. Are there any Glad shout-outs you want to make before you leave?
1: I don't have any shout I just want everybody to have a good weekend. All right.
0: I hope everybody has a good weekend, too. Enjoy the games against the Pelicans and the Suns over the weekend. And stay thoughtful, Hoops heads.